Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. The 40 Days for Life Spring Campaign to End Abortion runs through April 10th. I'm joined by Catherine Walker, one of the leaders of 40 Days for Life Aurora, and we are recording this interview near Waterleaf, a pro-life pregnancy medical center right across the street from the big Planned Parenthood Abortion Center here in Aurora. Catherine, we spoke back in the fall, but for those unfamiliar, about 40 days, it's non-confrontational. It's a prayer effort outside abortion centers. We know that some women decide to choose life when 40 Days volunteers are praying outside these abortion centers. Absolutely. We know by documentation from workers that have worked in the abortion industry, predominantly from Planned Parenthood, that when there are people outside peaceably praying, that up to 75% of women coming for their abortion appointments will turn and leave such a big number and it's almost unbelievable but that's what's happening absolutely I've had the pleasures of seeing this in person when you're out here you never know how God is going to use anybody's presence to turn somebody away nothing that we do out here is wasted there are times when we know that we have spoken to a woman and we have even prayed with them and they decided to continue forward with their appointment that we know that God can use that story down the road as she Uh, comes alongside another woman who might share with her that they're considering an abortion and then she in turn shares with them you do not want to do this because of my situation and what I experienced and I only wish I would have turned away when there were people outside praying for me. You know many women I have found are very afraid as I was as a post-abortive woman when I went through my uh, experience and they think that they are going to be banished from their home disowned by their parents, and that there's no hope at all. And there's many, many sources of services in many communities where these men and women can get help and navigate through these tough questions. And I would think that 40 Days for Life, and we've talked about this before, that 40 Days for Life is really a good way to take that first step toward pro-life activism. You couldn't have hit it more on the head, Monty. 40 Days for Life has always advocated that it's an entry point for not only the churches to start to get involved in something that's active outside of the church with prayer outside abortion clinics, but it also, when people come out here, God gets a hold of people's hearts and he moves them into other various areas within the pro-life industry. And one thing I want to say is none of us expect everybody who attends a church to be involved in this ministry, but we know that we can do a better job and we could increase our numbers. Well, how do we do that? We need to hear maybe from the pastors, from the pulpit about this? You know, that's certainly where I always believe that it should start, from the pulpit back. It's not a political issue, it's a gospel and a moral issue. And the more that we spend time in our churches and our church families openly discussing this and coming at it from a biblical perspective and then sharing that with our youth, we will definitely have impact. It will definitely make a difference and cause these young people to really sit and think about what society is telling them and how God is really looking at this. But pastors who are very reluctant to talk about the whole life issue they consider it, yeah, it is a moral issue, but it's highly politicized. 
and they don't want to offend women in their church who've had abortions or bring back bad memories for them. I love that question because the adversary uses the lack of information as a real tool. When I can share with people that up to 25% of any congregation of women in a church are post-abortive, it's a staggering number. So 25% of the women in any church at any given time are post-abortive. If not, they're post-abortive, they know somebody who's had an abortion experience. For me, I was a churchgoer. I always went to church. I was attending my church at the time, and I heard that there was going to be an abortion story. And I had to really push myself in the door that day. But I'm really glad that I went because that was the start of my journey to recovery. So I couldn't be more grateful to my pastor at that time to bring that tough topic up where I saw in front of me healing, forgiveness, and life after. It's not an easy message. And let's not forget the men in all of this because they are hurting as well. For men, they don't have confirmation that they impregnated a woman and that their child was lost. So there's a lot of men that are walking around in, in the dark, if you will. So there's a lot of people that are hurting. And, and when I've had a chance to talk to families and being involved in this, you know, a lot of conversations come forward and people who have driven people to the abortion experience are hurting. Parents who have uh, participated in this and encouraged their child to do this, it, it has no boundaries. When you're looking at over 50 million lives lost since Roe v. Wade, we're all affected. And one thing I want to mention is we're out here as 40 Days for Life individuals all over the country, all over the world, and we are here to end abortion in our community, where we live where we go to school, where we go to church. We are passing people in the parking lots and in the grocery stores that are participating in the abortion experience. And these are all people that we know. So we are really committed to doing what we can do in our own community and eradicate abortion where we live. Well, we're at 40 Days for Life Aurora, but if you don't want to come to Aurora to pray outside uh, this giant abortion center, there are other locations all around Illinois, and you just have to, what, go online to find a location? Absolutely. You can go to 40daysforlife.com and find all the different vigils across the nation. For instance, Aurora, you would go 40daysforlife.com forward slash Aurora, and you're going to come right to our homepage. How does 40 Days for Life also promote spiritual growth? I can speak for myself and, and several others that I've had the privilege of getting to know over the past six, seven years. And there's a woman just recently, her name is Mary, who has participated in the vigil now, and she's one of our day captains. And God brought her out here the other day, and she was able to lovingly speak to two women, and two lives were saved. And she was not expecting that. She came out here and she responded. And as we know, God does not call the equipped. He calls us and he equips us. You mentioned day captain. A day captain is somebody who is out here for a two hour time frame, who is hosting the, the vigil site, who is here to greet you, to answer any of your questions and keep you comfortable so you're not out here by yourself. And we're here from seven in the morning until seven at night, Monday through Saturday for 40 days. Maybe there are some people out there who feel that, well, that sounds good, but I'd feel unsafe there, or I'd feel uncomfortable there. What do you say? You know, that's not a bad thing. 
there's going to be people driving by that are going to give us that high five. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of horn honking that's going to say, you're doing a great job. It's a mixture. But once again, as I said, you're not alone. There is nothing that happens out here that I would not stand out here by myself as a woman. But once you come out here and God gets a hold of your heart and you see the bigger picture, as you mentioned before, the growth, the spiritual growth, when you see other people come out here from all different denominations, and we stand on the hill as united as one. Catholics, Protestants, Lutherans, we're all out here. And great friendships are formed. And my spiritual journey has incredibly grown since I've come out here and seen miracles in front of me. Yeah, you have to come here in a non-confrontational spirit and you're asking God to intervene. And that's so important, isn't it? It's non-confrontational. We stand here in prayer. There are sidewalk counselors out here that are trained to talk to people. And you know, when I first started doing this, I, I would stand here and say, well, where is everybody? Where is everybody? Why aren't there hundreds of people out here? And that is not God's design, just like Gideon's army. I have been out here by myself and another man showed up and together we had a save. It just took the two of us, but God did the heavy lifting. But what we're looking for is consistency. After the vigil ends, we wanna maintain a presence here, a yeah. prayerful presence and those that are trained to do sidewalk counseling. If we're here just strictly the hours that they are opened, so many more lives will be saved just by the fact of that alone. So post 40 days for life spring, April 10th, what happens then? We have a prayer presence in place. It's called 365 where you can continue to sign up. There's many churches that continue to take the, a day, a month and come out and they may take two or three hours and have people sign up at their church level to come out. So they're consistently engaged. We just happen to ramp things up twice a year in the spring and in the fall for 40 days. One corresponds with the Lenten season. The other one is in the fall after school starts. And it just is a way for us to continue the momentum, but a prayer presence is critical outside any abortion clinic around the 12 months of the year. And we've talked about this before, but if you can't make it to a 40 Days for Life campaign, can you still be involved? Some people have health issues. Mm -hmm. Maybe their job doesn't permit that. They've got young kids, whatever. Many people will still engage in prayer. We know God hears all prayers. Absolutely. The optimum is that you come out because the presence has a high impact. But there's a lady that comes frequently with her daughter and she's always in a wheelchair. And so you'd be surprised how many people get out here that are really compromised. But yes, you can always pray at home without question. So how do you go into this? How do you begin that process to do some sidewalk counseling? Well, you have to empty out yourself first and let the Holy Spirit enter into you. And there's many organizations across the country that are equipped to train you. There's sidewalk advocates. We have a wonderful group here in the Aurora area that has organized our sidewalk counselors. So they are out here on a scheduled basis, but they've all been trained. So what's the website again? 40daysforlife.com. And if you don't want to go online, you don't have to necessarily sign up, you can just show up. Absolutely. You can show up. You don't have to sign up to come out here. Just come out here when you can. We always have our day captains out here and they will, as I mentioned, will guide you through the process. We're going to take a time out and continue our conversation with Catherine Walker. We're speaking outside the big Planned Parenthood in Aurora. Right across the street is Waterleaf, a pro-life pregnancy medical center. 
What a difference. And we'll be talking about that when we uh, continue Illinois Family Spotlight. These two Florida bills are a step in the right direction. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. With the Stop Woke Act and the unfairly labeled Don't Say Gay Bill, the Florida legislature is ordering state-run schools to adjust their curriculum and respond to the will of parents. The U.S. Secretary of Education, in a strong response, threatened the state to follow federal interpretations of Title IX and civil rights law or risk federal funding. It's not the first time the White House has used federal fundings as leverage to get what it wants from Florida. work then, probably won't now. The fundamental question here is whose job is it to educate? Increasingly, the state has not only claimed that task, it's sought to actively keep parents out of that task especially when it comes to controversial social issues like race or sexuality. Now, the state does have a place and purpose ordained by God. So does the church. So does the family. But the family's not designed to be the church. The church's not designed to be the state. And the state shouldn't be teaching its worldview to our children. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Lurick here and here is outside the big Planned Parenthood in Aurora, across the street, the Waterleaf Pro-Life Pregnancy Medical Center. And uh, with me is Catherine Walker with 40 Days for Life Aurora. What about Waterleaf and these pregnancy resource or medical centers? They're doing tremendous work, Catherine. And if we want to help women decide for life, we got to get behind these medical and resource centers, don't we? Absolutely. I think it's interesting to know that there's more pregnancy resource centers or pregnancy medical centers than there are abortion clinics. But I've seen it myself out here where people will drive from the south side of Chicago to come here for Planned Parenthood services, not necessarily completely abortion-minded. They're abortion-vulnerable, and there's a difference. And when they're notified that there's a facility across the way that can give them a free ultrasound and help them with services, they can't believe that there's organizations like that out there. There are many people that are not aware, and we need to do a better job collectively of exposing these facilities and these organizations when we can. So there's a lot of services out there. There's a lot of ways that you can be hands-on there and help facilitate as a volunteer. There's also great need for financial funding. These are all privately funded. So if you can or help facilitate your church to move forward, to move into a funding program, that would be wonderful. And they have annual banquets. All of these facilities have annual banquets every year that are so beneficial and really fuel them financially. Catherine, before we took the break, you mentioned that you can become a sidewalk counselor during 40 Days for Life. So you don't necessarily have to feel guilty about not being a sidewalk counselor. If you just want to pray, you can do that. And maybe down the road, when you feel led by the Holy Spirit, you can become a sidewalk counselor. But if you just want to pray, you can do that. You are signing up to come out here and pray for 40 Days for Life really is just simply that, coming out and peacefully praying and allowing those that are trained to do sidewalk counseling to do that. And if God so chooses to move you into sidewalk counseling, then you will go through the routine of getting trained up and properly engaged. But we do not expect those that come out here to pray during the vigil at any other time to feel obligated to speak to anyone who's going in or out of the clinics. 
Catherine, abortions for out-of-state women in Illinois rose by 29% in 2020. That figure probably much higher now. So how can 40 Days for Life impact these women who are intent on having abortion? They've traveled hundreds of miles to have an abortion. How do you change their hearts and minds? Well, what comes to mind in that question, Monty, is that these women who are traveling out of state and are intently seeking an abortion are definitely abortion-minded. They are probably, in many cases, have made their abortion appointment. And they've done this online, so they've been in cyber world. And our pregnancy resource centers and pregnancy me medical centers are actively engaged online as well, which costs a great deal of money. So this is another thing that needs to be constantly funded by our dollars. So we never want to lose track of that. But we still want to be out here praying because in many cases, even though they've journeyed and they've come across the state lines and they've come from another state, there's still a way that we can get them to turn through our prayers. Never underestimate the power of prayer. Never underestimate the power of prayer and what God can do with all of it. Right. Well, America's abortion rate might be higher than it appears because of the use of drugs, chemicals that induce abortions. And the Biden administration is making it easier to obtain them. How does 40 Days for Life deal with that? Do you still pray outside abortion centers? You know, I will tell you that 40 Days for Life and the staff there are all very current with what's going on across the country. They're very well informed. And we know what the Biden administration is all about, and we know that things are really percolating up. And the chemical abortion is on the rise. These gals are getting this through the mail. They're getting it you know, without any pregnancy test in advance. And it's a scary thing because we know there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of medical repercussions because of that. But we still feel very committed to the praying process of coming out and praying on site and keeping our churches engaged and keeping our church community involved in what's going on. Information is paramount to be shared with people to keep their hearts engaged and that your, your church leader is constantly involved as well in sharing the gospel on a fairly regular basis too. Well, our state lawmakers are backing legislation that would require Illinois public colleges and universities to provide what they call emergency contraceptives and easily accessed vending machines on campus. Students would not be required to get a prescription to use these machines. A couple things come to mind. One, it would encourage more, even more promiscuity on a college or university campus, but it would also further normalize abortion. Your thoughts? We are definitely seeing our society normalize the sexual activity of our young. And what I'm led to believe that these machines that we're, you're alluding to are more for the morning after pill. But we know that that's not where it's going to end. It's going to continue on. And we know that our schools, our public schools, the nurses are becoming more and more affiliated with the process. They are engaged in making those phone calls to abortion clinics and paving the way for the abortion experience. So it's a very scary time for all of this and parents really need to get involved and find out what they can do from the bills and the legislation that is currently underway and to uh, go after this uh, and after the elected officials 
that have the power to make these things change. Well, we need to get some pro-life folks to make some phone calls to their lawmakers to stop this legislation, don't we? You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. That is not something that I've ever gotten totally involved in, but I'm getting more and more involved in. And because I know more. And Illinois Family Institute is a platform that I rely on completely for up-to-date information and comprehensive information. And I know what I need to do because I really believe in what Illinois Family Institute stands for. They stand for life. They stand for family. And I found it to be an excellent tool. You mentioned that parents need to become more involved. Well, the legislature is making it harder for parents in Illinois to become more involved. They've repealed the Illinois Parental Notice of Abortion Act. And I've got to think that these abortion drugs are going to get into the hands of their minor daughters. Think of that. A drug dispensed maybe by the school nurse to your minor daughter that will kill your child or your grandchild. Mm -hmm. We've talked about a lot of topics and a lot of things here and, and certainly what's, in, what's going on right now in our schools. I really feel this very strongly about a parent who really gets the picture, who sees this, is got to own this. And they have friends, they have relatives, they have people that they can lovingly start to share this information with and enlighten them. And I think one of the gifts that any parent can give their age-appropriate child is the talk, the conversation about abortion. And what this really looks like, and also from a Christian perspective would be phenomenal, and also break it down and say, you know, we don't want this to happen to you. We hope that it doesn't happen to you, but if it does, know that you can come to us and we will handle this as a family. And maybe have the conversation with your daughters, your granddaughters, that if you don't want to get pregnant, well then don't engage in sexual activity until you're married. Absolutely. Catherine, we know that our government schools in Illinois now are teaching so-called comprehensive sex ed. I say it's hardcore sex ed that's grooming kids, grooming them for sexual activity at a younger age. Mm -hmm. And the more they're engaged in that sexual activity, the greater the chances that a girl's going to become pregnant and will seek an abortion. We have to fight this, don't we? Absolutely. we got to fight it wherever it comes up into our community, in our circle of influence. We have to be educating people on the details that we've learned about. And for any parent who is sitting on the sidelines, it's really unfortunate because they can make a difference. A voice can make a difference. Right now, what's happening in our schools with the hardcore sex education that's been building over the many years through Planned Parenthood's efforts, um, they've inundated our schools in this area. For parents who really aren't involved in this, it's really unfortunate because parents can make a difference. We know that for fact. And there's one thing that's underway right now that I want to share with you where a lot of people are having major impact is Planned Parenthood recently has developed an app that really is very kid-friendly. And I use the word kid because it's our children that they're going after. And it is inviting them to interact with literally a robot online that will interface and answer the most intimate questions about sexual encounters. Down in Florida, there's a group of Christians down there, and it's, it's growing every day, that are fundraising to develop an app that counterbalances this, and they're currently involved in getting together a pilot. So it's moving pretty quickly, and that in turn will then go nationwide. So we know that money is very important in fighting this, which find the right organization to support. 
Yeah, well, let's bring that to Illinois. Let's turn to the U.S. Supreme Court. Justices are expected to rule on abortion in late June. And some of the experts are saying what they'll probably do is overturn Roe and send the issue back to states. Well, here in Illinois, abortion is enshrined in the state law. So no matter what the Supreme Court justices do, we'll still have abortion here, which will mean even more women will be coming to Illinois for abortions. So if ever there is a time for 40 days for life, it's right now, isn't it? Without question, wherever there is an abortion clinic, there are still some that are not covered by a vigil. So we need to do a better job of covering every abortion clinic in our state with a vigil and prayer presence around the, the calendar, if you will. But especially now, in the buildup to this decision, maybe we can change the hearts and minds of the justices or maybe the lawmakers to do what's right, even here in Illinois. Yes. We are optimistic. We've got some great uh, individuals, Republicans, that are running for the governorship. So we've got some things to look forward to. And uh, we know that the people in, in high places have been planning for this for quite some time. So this is not taking us by surprise. We do feel strongly that Roe v. Wade will be overturned. And our state will become um, a sanctuary for abortion. But we're up for the fight. We're, we're strong, resilient people here. And we will continue to pray. And if that happens, we really have to get behind efforts like 40 Days for Life, but also these pregnancy resource centers and these pregnancy medical centers, don't we? Without question. That's, that's where it's key. Pregnancy resource centers and pregnancy medical centers are led and directed by wonderful uh, organizations. They have wonderful boards. These are people who have been in this fight for a long time. They know how to use the money wisely. You are definitely going to uh, know more about them. As I mentioned earlier, if you attend one of their uh, annual banquets and they will break down how they are combating the abortion industry and what they're doing. And I think you would be amazed at the impact and the lives that are saved through their efforts. Catherine, these pregnancy resource centers are under attack in our legislature in Springfield. Lawmakers, pro-abortion lawmakers, want to force these resource centers in all their advertising, print and digital, to explain in multiple languages that they do not commit abortions. They're trying to drive them out of business. That's the end goal, or run up their advertising cost. We have to fight this, and we have to fight it now. Monty, we have to fight this right now where we live, where we're coming out to pray. We have to make those phone calls to our legislators. We have to do everything that we can to come against these bills. And we know that it's going to get worse before it gets better. But we're not going to feel defeated. We know that we have a voice, and we are all using it. Get on the phones. Do what you have to do. Don't procrastinate. Get involved now and share this information with people that you know that are equally as interested in saving lives and involved in pro-life as well. And before you make that call, you better pray, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I think 40 Days for Life is so vital, Catherine. There are things that we face in the legislature and in Washington the Biden administration wants to codify, enshrine abortion into federal law if Roe versus Wade is overturned. 
and it would overrule any state law on abortion. So, boy, we face an uphill fight in the situation that we're in right now politically, but we know we serve an all-powerful God, don't we? He is still on the throne, and he is the one who sees it all and knows everything that's happening. And I know that all of us that stand in the front line on a regular basis, we don't walk away feeling defeated. We walk away energized because we know the work that God is doing. We just are doing our, the best that we can do, and that's all he's asking us to do. Well, we need to remind people that with what's happening, what could happen in the Supreme Court, what's happening in our legislature, with the government trying to enshrine abortion into federal law, Boy, we really need 40 Days for Life right now. I am so glad that I joined 40 Days about seven years ago because now it's so critical. 40 Days now more than ever. Get involved, find a vigil, come out and pray, meet people, find out where God wants you to be in the fight. And the website? 40daysforlife.org forward slash Aurora will get you to our homepage. If you want to check out 40 Days for Life, just go to 40daysforlife.com and you will get all the information. And you don't have to necessarily sign up. You can just show up and pray. We'd love to meet you. Just show up and pray. All right. Thank you so much. Catherine Walker with 40 Days for Life Aurora. Do get involved. Remember that our Illinois Family Institute primary, nonpartisan primary voter guide will be coming out soon. Please support the work of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. And tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.